the Lord. And I want to give God my heart, my mind, and my soul. It all belongs to him. God is worthy. Amen. He is worthy. He alone is worthy. If we have a Bible tonight, let's turn to the book of Job, chapter 1. And we're going to read a couple of passages of scriptures here. We're going to begin at verse 20, Job chapter 1. And at verse 20, the scripture says, Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head, fell down upon the ground and worshipped and said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave the Lord have taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. By the help of the Holy Ghost tonight, just for a couple of minutes, I want to minister on this thought. The perspective of a worshiper. The perspective of of a worship. You know, it's all about how you look at things tonight, amen? It's all about what your perspective is. And it will determine the outcome. I want to keep my eyes on the Lord tonight, amen? I want to remember that the Lord is faithful and that the Lord is good. Let's put down our Bibles. Let's lift up our hands and ask the Lord to be in this house. Dear God, we love you, Jesus. We thank you, dear God, for another opportunity to stand in your house. In the call of your holy name, O Lord, what a great privilege it is, dear God, to be called one of your own, dear Lord. We thank you, Lord, for your angels, dear God, that have encamped round about us this day, Lord, as you've kept us, Lord, in our going out and our coming in, Lord. And we've just come to tell you, thank you, dear Lord. O Lord, we know things are going wrong around us, dear Lord, but our eyes are on you, Jesus, as we know, dear God, you are good. You are holy, you are righteous, and you are faithful, dear God. And we give you all of the glory and all of the honor tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Everybody say amen. You can be seated tonight in the house of the Lord. I was reading the book of Job. The other morning, as I started to make my journey through God's Word. And it is amazing how God always has a way of pointing things out or highlighting things for you. You know, I've read the book of Job a couple of times, and when you think that you have figured everything out, or you have comprehended everything, you find out that God kind of highlights something and kind of presents it to you as, have you seen it this way before? Did you ever? Um, he has lost everything, and I know we know the, we know the account. And 
But what stood out to me is that after Job got all of the bad news, yes, he rent his clothes. Yes, he shaved his head. The Bible says that he also worshipped the Lord. When you look at that word worship, it means it is different than the lifting of hands or the lifting up of voice. You'll find out that we dealt with this kind of worship uh, Sunday night. It has to do with bowing down before the Lord. It has to do with submission. It has to do with one prostrating themselves, being completely stretched out, face to the ground. And as he is in this posture, he begins to cry out naked. I came in this out of my mother's womb and naked will I go back. He said, but blessed be the name of the Lord. The Bible says that he charged God not foolishly. He didn't blame God one bit. But at this moment and at this point in time where he has gotten just about just about as much bad news as one can get in one day. The Bible says that he, yes, he mourned. But not only did he mourn, he worshiped the Lord. He reverenced, he bowed before God as he recognized God is the ultimate authority. And that God is in complete control. And that God can do whatever he wants to do and however he wants to do it. And that he is the almighty. He knows what is best. And he bowed down before God and he worshiped the Lord. You talk about having a perspective like no other. You talk about having an outlook on things like no other. Where he did not begin to throw in the towel. He did not begin to doubt God. He did not begin to curse the Lord. He he didn't begin to regret the day that he actually trusted in God and what God's word said. That he didn't find anyone to blame or point the finger at. But he said, you know what? God is still worthy to be magnified. God is still worthy to be glorified. God is still worthy of all of the honor and all of the praise. Despite what I'm going through, despite what I feel, it don't feel good, but blessed be the name of the Lord. I wish things were different, but God is still holy and God is still righteous and God is still just. And I'm going to bless him regardless. I'm going to serve him regardless. You'll find out that in our trying times or in hard times, it will determine, amen, what we are really about, amen. Everybody can shout. Everybody can smile when everything is going well. But the truth is, how can I handle hard and difficult times? What is going to be my perspective when things aren't going the way that I would hope for them to go? What will be my my outlook when 
my the scripture talks about how that when your 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 hope and your it talks about the dream being deferred amen what what is my outlook when things aren't turning out the way that I would like for them to turn out can I tell you something tonight on this Tuesday night I want to proclaim that no matter what comes my way amen no matter what comes and no matter what goes no matter who turns their back on me, amen, no matter what kind of betrayal happens, at the end of the day, I want to keep my eyes on where it belongs the most, and that is on the King of Kings, and that is on the Lord of Lords. How many believe that God is worthy of that kind of dedication? God is worthy of that kind of commitment. God is worthy of that kind of loyalty. Can I tell you something? If I can praise God as long as the conditions are right, I'm not a true worshiper, amen? If I can lift up my hands and pour my heart out when things are the way that I would like for them to be, that's not true worship, amen? But true worship is having a made-up mind, no matter who's here or no matter who's not here, amen? Blessed be the name of the Lord, amen? No matter if I got clothes on my back or not, amen, I'm going to still call upon the name of the Lord. I'm going to still magnify God as long as there's breath in my body. I'm going to have a made-up mind that he is still on the throne, and as long as he's on the throne, I know his eye is on me. That everything is going to be all right. It's all about my perspective. It's all about my outlook that will determine, amen, how things come or how things turn around for me. You'll find out that in many occasions, people don't always have the right perspective. It's not always how they perceive things. A lot of times people perceive it as the end, amen. And not knowing that God is doing something wonderful and that God is producing something great inside of me. Amen. Can I tell you tonight, I've learned to thank God for the times, amen, that comes, amen, that are not comfortable. But you'll find out that in those hard times, you learn how to get your eyes on the Lord like never before. Amen. You learn that my eyes don't belong to be on anybody else. It don't belong on my possessions because my possessions can leave just like that. Amen. But I've come to find out that there is one that will never leave. And there is one that will never forsake. And that there is one that will never walk away. People get all kinds of attitudes and all kinds of hangups, amen, and they storm out and they leave, amen, but God will never leave, amen. God is there in the thick and in the thin, amen. Can I tell you, I want to keep my hands lifted up unto the Lord, amen. I want to keep my eyes on the one 
true living God tonight. Amen. On a Tuesday night. Amen. I got a made up mind that God alone is worthy of all of the honor and all of the praise. Things may not be the way that I would hope for them to be. Amen. But that doesn't mean that God doesn't know. That doesn't mean that God is not working it out. That doesn't mean that God is not working on my behalf. Help me to be like old Job. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord anyhow, amen. No matter what is going on, God is still worthy to be blessed, amen. No matter what people are saying or doing, amen, God is still in control. He's still in control. And Job, the Bible tells us that he had an understanding. He had an understanding. That God is still to be praised. God is still to be blessed. I'm going to tell you tonight that perspective, it is important that I have the right perspective. It is important that whatever God's word is saying, that I believe it. And I grab a hold of it each and every day. That I apply it to my life. Can I tell you tonight that If I'm not, listen, in God's word, my perspective, amen, is going to end up wrong. I'm going to end up seeing it the wrong way. If I'm not constantly praying, amen, I'm not going to be reminded that God is in control, amen. If I'm not on my knees, amen, talking to the Lord, amen, and I mean really talking to the Lord, amen. I mean really seeking the face of God like never before, If I'm not praying like that, then I'm going to begin to look at things are totally different. Amen. I'm going to believe that it's the end. I'm going to believe that things are going to fall apart. I'm going to believe that it's best that I leave the church and do my thing. Can I tell you, doing your own thing will never be the answer. Amen. Can I tell you, I don't want to do my thing, amen. I want to do God's thing, amen. I want to do what the Lord is instructing me to do, amen. And God is instructing me, amen, to have a made-up mind that I'm going to praise him and that I'm going to glorify him and that I'm going to keep my hands lifted and that I'm going to keep my eyes lifted unto the hills of from whence cometh my help. Can I tell you that God is our help tonight and that God will not fail. God will not let us down. God will strengthen us in the time of need. He will strengthen us. Paul and Silas locked in a a jail cell. Not a good place to be. Not only are they locked up in a jail cell, they have been beaten. Stripes have been put on their back for proclaiming the name of Jesus, for standing up for the name of Jesus. Can I tell you something? Everybody can't take the persecution that comes with standing up for Jesus. Everybody can't take it, amen. You will find out that the enemy fights, amen. The enemy attacks and that he turns family against you, amen. He turns friends against you. He turns co-workers against you, amen? And it's all an attempt to break you. 
It is all an attempt to get you to throw in the towel and give up on God. Amen. He has people that will begin to talk about you and slander you. Amen. And begin to make fun of you because you stand up for what the word of the Lord says. Amen. But you will find out that Paul and Silas, amen, though they were persecuted, amen, they kept the right perspective, amen. And can I tell you, because they had the right perspective, they experienced a mighty, mighty move of the Lord, amen. How many want to experience a mighty move of God, amen? How many want God to move in your life and move in your situation? But you got to have a made-up mind while I'm going through it. I'm going to have a made-up mind that I'm going to praise the Lord and I'm going to sing unto the Lord and that I'm going to pour my heart out unto the Almighty God. It don't matter how dark it gets, amen. And sometimes it gets very dark, amen. But I come to find out that though I may be walking through the valley, though I may be walking through the shadow of darkness, I've come to find out that God is right there with me. And so because God is right there with me, I can keep my hands lifted. I can keep a praise upon my lips. I can have a made up mind. If nobody else prays, I'm going to pray. Amen. If nobody else is excited about God, I'm excited about the Lord and all that he has done in my life. They praise the Lord. They sing praises unto the Lord. You think about what that took, amen, for them to sing praises unto God. After being beaten, and they did nothing wrong. After being beaten, thrown behind bars, shackled down. You talk about a reason to for your lip to drag the ground. You talk about a reason, amen, to begin to be doubtful and to begin to be fearful. They had every reason, amen, but you will find out they had a hold of something, amen. They were connected to a power source, amen. Can I tell you something? We need to be connected to the power source tonight, amen. You'll find out when you are connected to the Almighty God, amen, when you get a hold of him, in a prayer room, amen, and when you open up the word of God and God gives you a fresh word, amen, that washes over your heart and in your mind you realize that it would be a crazy thing to walk away from God for the pleasures of sin that is only for a season, amen. It would be a crazy thing to let go of this Holy Ghost experience, to let go of this word that is alive and that it is quick and it is powerful. How many know that the word of the Lord is not dull tonight, amen? But it's a quick word. It's a powerful word. Can I tell you there have been mornings, amen, when I didn't know, amen, if I was going to make it throughout the day, amen, but I opened up the word of God and God gave me a courage and word to help me to understand you can face, amen, everything the day is bringing at you because I'm with you somebody got to remember that God is with us amen God is fighting with us amen God is helping us in our most difficult time 
perspective. Perspective can determine whether I obtain God's promises or whether I lose out on them. You know, the Bible tells us, it teaches very, very strongly, that we are not supposed to go with the crowd. That oftentimes, the majority is wrong. Oftentimes, the majority is driven by their flesh, and they are wrong. And you'll find out that in the Bible, an account that we've all heard of and all have read at some point, that Moses sends 12 spies to go out and to spy out the promised land. God had promised them a land that was flowing with milk and honey. And he sends spies out, one from each tribe, 12 all together. And they go and they spot the land. And what they find out is that God wasn't lying. How many know that God doesn't lie? How many know that if God said it, amen, you can bank on it, amen? How many said, no, if God said that I'm going to do this for you, amen, he's going to do it, amen? How many believe that when he said that I will heal you, amen, that he is still in the healing business? How many believe that he said, amen, that I will bless you, amen? Matter of fact, that the blessing will overtake you, amen, if you do it according to my way and according to my will. God doesn't lie. And so they found out that everything that the Lord had told them was true. To the point where they even brought back Evidence that God was telling them the truth. Evidence. We got evidence tonight, amen? We're evidence tonight, amen, that there is a God, amen? Did you know that? Did you know that you are evidence tonight that there is a God and that he is alive and that he is in the miracle working business I don't know about anybody else, but I know the hole that I was in, amen. I know the pit that I was in, amen. I know the devils, amen, that had a hold on my mind, amen. But I stand here as living evidence, amen, that there is nothing too hard for our God, amen, that God is able to cast out every unclean spirit. God is able to break every addiction. Yes, I said God is able to break every addiction. He's able to break alcoholism, amen. He's able to break drug addiction, amen. He is able to break the addiction of pornography. Yes, I said it, amen. God is able to do it. And we are evidence tonight, amen. Of what God has done in our lives. We have a testimony tonight. We can stand up, amen, and we can declare, amen, that God is in the miracle working business. That God's word is true. You'll find out that everybody, amen, they don't like, amen, the evidence, amen, that proves that there is a God, amen. I'm going to tell you something. When you see a notable miracle happen, amen, your doubt, amen, amen, it has to flee, amen, because that notable miracle, amen, proclaims, amen, there is a God 
in the heavens, amen, and that this could not happen, amen, by the work of man, amen. It only happened by the work of the Almighty God. And you'll find out that there's somebody, there are people that want to kill and destroy your testimony, amen, the same way they want to put Lazarus back to death, amen, but you can try all you want to, amen. I got a testimony tonight, amen. I got evidence tonight, amen, that my God is great and that he is greatly to be praised. You find out that people want to destroy that. Everybody don't want you to believe in what God's word is saying and that God is able to perform what his word says in your life. And there are doubtful people. There are doubtful people that their perspective is all wrong. They have the wrong perspective. Their perspective is no way God can do this. No way are we able to do this. We might as well pack up and go home. We might as well give up on it. There's no way. Their perspective is all warped and it is wrong. Their outlook and how they perceive things is completely wrong. And so, in all, in other than, rather than people actually putting in the effort, amen, they'd rather run away, amen. Can I tell you something? We can't be afraid of the effort that it takes, amen. We can't be afraid of the effort that it takes, amen, because I believe when God said he would give it to us, I believe what his word says, amen. So I'm going to tell you something. You're going to have to put in some work in the prayer room, amen, but I'm not afraid of it, amen. You might have to push that plate back a little bit, amen, and sacrifice, amen, to obtain what God's word says, but I'm going to tell you something. I'm not afraid of the effort tonight. You know why? Because I want every Everything that God is promising, I want, I want miracles, signs, and wonders, but I'm going to tell you something. It don't come without effort tonight, amen. I got to make some effort. I got to put forth some effort. I got to develop a prayer life, a consistent prayer life, amen. I got to find joy in the things of the Lord. I got to keep the right perspective. You can be seated tonight. And so they come back with that evidence. Big grapes, amen, that it took a couple of them to to carry. And they say, look, everything God's word is saying, everything God told us is true. It's true. They said, but, listen, whenever somebody says but, watch out. Whenever somebody says, yeah, but, watch out. Because, yeah, God said it, but this. And as soon as you start saying, but this, you have completely diminished everything that God's word has said. And you create doubt. Create doubt for yourself. And if anybody else is around you, creating doubt for them, too. Bible says, they said, but there are giants in the land. The giants in the land. And look, listen to this perspective of how they saw themselves. Because nobody else, those, listen, do you realize those giants didn't see them? Those giants didn't even know they were there. 
It's how they saw themselves. They didn't believe what God was saying about them. They believed what their heart was telling them. How many know that the Bible says that when your heart condemns you, that God is greater than your heart? Amen. Can I tell you something? Your heart may be telling you some things. Amen. May be telling you things that are contrary to what the word of God is saying. Amen. But you got to realize that God's word is greater than those emotions that you're feeling and those voices that you're hearing. You got to take God at his word. Amen. And if God says you are victorious, you need to go ahead and stand up and proclaim that I'm victorious. Amen. If God's word says that you are forgiven, stop letting those voices enter back into your mind and try to remind you of what you did and who you did it with and how it went down. You need to let that devil know God has forgiven me. Amen. God has washed me in the blood and I'm not going to allow you to dig it back up. I'm not going to allow you to remind me of it. I believe what God says about me. Amen. God says I'm a child of God. Amen. God says I'm redeemed by the blood. God says I'm healed and I believe what God's word says. I believe his word. And so they had the wrong perspective of how they saw themselves. God said that you can do it. They said we can't do it. God said you are able to do it. They said we can't. They come back to the camp. And the Bible tells us that the ten begin to rise up and they begin to say, no, there, there are giants in the land. And we are as grasshoppers in their sight. And the people begin to get stirred up. They begin to doubt. They begin to complain. They begin to murmur. They begin to speak against the Lord. They begin to speak against Moses. The Bible says there was two that said, you know what? We can do it. We are able to take the city. Joshua and Caleb stood up and said, see, they had the right perspective, amen? And their perspective was God has already promised it to us, amen? And so if God promised it to us, it's ours, amen? Somebody got to make have a made-up mind. If God said it, amen, it's already mine. My name's already on it, and I'm just going to go ahead and claim it in Jesus' name, amen? God's already got it poured side aside for me, amen? God's already got my name on it. That that thing right there says me, amen. That's my name. That belongs to me. God said, I got plant, I got vineyards for you that you didn't plant, amen. I got houses for you that you didn't build, amen. I got it all ready for you. Somebody gotta have a made up mind that I believe what God says. And I won't let anything change my perspective, amen. I won't let doubt creep into my heart. I won't let fear cause me to begin to look at it. Any other way than what God has said. God has said it. I want to see it that way. You'll find out that Caleb and Joshua said, hey, we, we can do this. We can take, we are well 
able to take the city. The right perspective, amen, will determine whether you obtain God's promises or not. You'll find out that some people's perspective is all wrong, amen, when it comes down to the kingdom of God, when it comes down to the things of God. You'll find out that God gives specific instructions through his word and that because our perspective and how we look at things are so wrong, that we will lose out with God. We will lose out on what God has for me, has for us. How many know the greatest gift that God has for us is the Holy Ghost? Amen. There's no greater gift than the Holy Ghost. Amen. And so you'll find out that God says in order for you to receive the Holy Ghost, amen, in order for you to enter into the kingdom of God, you gotta repent of your sins and you gotta be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of those sins, and that he will fill us with the gift of the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. It's very plain what he says, amen? But you'll find out that the way people see it and the way people look at it is all wrong, amen? They begin to think, well, you know what? That baptism thing is only for an outward sign. No, that's not what the Word says, amen? The Word says that baptism is essential to salvation, amen? You'll find out that people say, well, that Holy Ghost is speaking of tongues. You know, that's talking about the gifts of tongues. No, you got the wrong outlook. You're seeing it wrong. You're thinking about it the wrong way. It's not, amen? Everybody that received the gift of the Holy Ghost, amen, they spoke with other tongues, amen, as the spirits gave them the utterance or the ability. I got to see this thing right, amen. I got to see it correctly, amen. I got to have the right outlook on this thing and realize I need what God is talking about, amen. I need the Holy Ghost. I need to find my way to an altar and repent of my sins and lay those sins down and not pick them up again. When you are striving to serve the Lord and bless and worship the name that is above every other name, there is an outlook that you have. There is perspective that you have. And that is, is that this world will not last always. People get hung up on down here. People get hung up on comfort down here. People get hung up on trying to get as much as they can. People, listen, people want their cake and eat it too. They want one foot in the world and one foot in the church. They want it the way that they want it. And God said, you can't have it both ways. God says you can't serve two masters. You got to love one and you got to abhor or hate the other. You gotta hold on to one and let go of the other. You can't have two masters. That person is a double-minded individual that the scripture says is unstable in all of their ways. I want you to think about that, amen. 
That means that anything they do, they are unstable at. Their finances, they are unstable, amen. In their mind, they are unstable, amen. The things that come out of their mouth, amen, it speaks of instability, amen. They are unstable in all of their ways. Everything that they do, can I tell you, I don't want to be double-minded, amen. I want to have a made-up mind that I'm going to serve the Lord despite what comes or despite what goes. That I got a made-up mind that I'm going to keep my head hands lifted in the air and that I'm going to worship the name of Jesus as I realize, amen, this world's not going to last always. We don't have a continuous city down here. This thing is going to perish. It's going to burn, amen. And everybody that has a hold of it is going to burn right along with it. Friend, I don't want no parts of what's coming down here. I want to be caught up, amen. I want to be spared on that day. I want to be hid on that day from the wrath that is coming. A true worshiper understands and don't get caught up with what's going on. Don't get caught up with hardship. I've seen people go through it, amen. They're tires of testing and they throw in the towel. They give up on God. Like that makes no sense at all. Amen. I need God more than ever. Amen. When I'm going through it. Me walking away from God ain't going to do nothing but cause the situation to become worse. Amen. And it has gotten worse for some. Amen. Can I tell you tonight? Amen. I'm not crazy tonight. Amen. To believe that I can do without God. Honey, I need God when things are going bad. And I definitely need to be at the feet of Jesus when it's all going wrong. I need to hold on to the Lord. Perspective of the worshiper understands. It also has to do a lot with maturity. Mature Christians, a mature child of God, understands that it's not time to murmur and it's not time to complain. Do you know that when you talk about how bad it is, You're not just magnifying the situation. You're magnifying the devil. You're giving all glory to the enemy. You're constantly magnifying the enemy. And you're constantly, when you talk about how that things ain't going to never change, it ain't going to never get better, it don't look like it's turning around, this don't look like it's coming together, all you're doing is glorifying the enemy. But somebody got to have a different perspective. You got to speak faith, amen, though it's not even, it ain't happening, amen. You got to have the kind of perspective, amen, that that woman had, amen. When it was all bad, we know it was bad, amen. But in her mind, amen, she saw the day that it was going to turn around, amen. And she began to say, it is well, amen. 
They kept asking her, is everything all right? It is well. She had every opportunity to talk about how bad it was and how bad things had went and how she was lied to. And the man of God, he tricked me into believing God. He tricked me into trusting God. He tricked me into serving God. And look at what I'm going through right now. But that's not what her response was. Her response was, it is well. I know I'm facing in my greatest adversity but it is well somebody need to go ahead and say it on a Tuesday night it is well my God is going to do it my God is going to resurrect it my God is going to provide the way that he said in his word somebody got to speak some faith tonight it is well it is well what is my perspective like tonight How am I seeing things? How am I viewing things tonight? How do I view my life? How do I view my church? How do I view the almighty God? What is my outlook? What is my perspective tonight? What do I think about the Lord? What do I think about his word? It is in hardship that the devil comes in like a flood. And you'll find out that Job, right after this, the Bible says the enemy touched his body. Not only did he touch his body, he sent miserable friends to cause him to try to defend himself. Can I tell you something? God knows the path you take. You don't need to defend yourself to nobody. You don't need to prove to nobody, amen, that I didn't do nothing wrong and that I'm just trying to serve the Lord. God knows the path that you take. Job said he knows the path that I take, amen, and that after he has tried me, I'm going to come out as gold. Somebody need to understand that the situation is there to make me better, amen. It's there to make me a better praiser, amen, a better worshiper, amen. And listen, I come to worship in the face of the enemy and let the devil know you thought you was going to shut me up. You thought you was going to shut down my praise. You thought you was going to cause me to keep my hands down to my side and keep my head hanging down. Baby, I come to lift up my head. Amen. I come to lift up my hands. I come to lift up my voice. I come to let the devil of hell know you're not going to stop my worship. You're not going to stop my praise. You're not going to stop me from calling upon the name of the Lord. Let us remain standing tonight. My perspective. He got all of this bad news. The Bible says he stretched out before the Lord. Hands stretched out, face to the ground. Humbled himself before the Lord. He said, You know what? I came in here with nothing. You're talking about having the right perspective, amen. A lot of people don't understand. You didn't bring nothing in, and you ain't taking nothing out. You ain't taking none of that stuff through eternity. 
So you find the hold on it for no reason. No reason. You ain't taking it with you. And money has blinded a lot of people. Stuff has blinded a lot of people. But the perspective tonight, amen, is that I know I'm not taking one bit of it with me. It's here to serve its purpose as long as I'm here on this earth. But when it's my time to leave this earth, the only thing, amen, that God is going to want to know is did you obey my word? Did you apply my gospel to your life? Did you do your best, amen, to serve me, to live for me, to talk for me? Or did you let other things alter your perspective? Did you let your hardship, did you let your affliction cause you to begin to doubt, and cause you to begin to believe that I'm nowhere around? Did you allow people on the job to cause you to change your opinion or your view on my word, on what my word says? Too many people let people change their views and change how they view, listen, God's word, and how they view the church. But tonight, I want to keep the right outlook. I want to know that God is great. And I want to know that the church is beautiful, that it is wonderful, and that I'm glad to be a part of it. Amen. And that I may be going through it. Amen. I may be hard pressed, but God is there with me. And that God will be my strength, that He will be my God. Let us come around the altar tonight. Let us come with our hands lifted and our voices raised. And let's ask God to give us a clear understanding. God, help me to have the right perspective tonight, Lord. Help me, Lord, to have the perspective of a true worshiper, oh God. That is, I'll worship you, Lord, and I'll praise you. And I'll bless your name at all times. Lord, and your praise will continually be in my mouth. Lord, help me, Jesus, to keep my hands lifted, keep my voice raised, keep a praise on my lips. Help me, Lord, to continue to pray. Help me, Lord, to continue to read your word. Help me, Lord, to stand on your promises. Come on, somebody, lift up your voice tonight. Call on him. We need you, Lord. Lord, we can't make it without you, dear God. Oh, Lord, I know, Jesus, we're going through it, dear God. I know we're feeling it tonight, oh, Lord. Oh, God, but you're still worthy to be praised. You're still worthy to be worshipped. You're still worthy to be magnified. We give you the honor tonight.